Welcome to the Ag Emerge podcast, brought to you by Ag Solutions Network. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soil, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottens. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. Well, welcome to the Aggie Merge podcast today. You know, we're excited to be here together in the studio, Monty and I. We really wanted to recap for you the last few weeks. We've had a lot going on. Monty's been traveling, but of course, also we've been coming off of the Aggie Merge event and we're still flying high from that event and enjoying getting to visit with all the attendees and, of course, hearing all the powerful speakers. So, Monty, I'm glad to see you here today. And well, it's fun to be a co-host and a guest all at the same time. Uh-huh. So that works out well. Yes. Um, no, it's been great to visit with guys, um, visit with a lot of the attendees that were there, you know, both during the conference but then after the conference, you know, one week, two weeks, three weeks after. And it's interesting to see it always makes you feel good when something sticks. So um, had some really good feedback from different people. You know, there, there's people who are on their soil health journey in, in various stages. You know, people who have been working with us for 15, 17 years. Other people who this is the first time they've been to any event of ours haven't worked with us at all. So, I mean, it's a, a large range of experience and it's fun to talk to, to different people and just throwing out ideas that, hey, I, I had this I had this thought, you know, do you think this could work? Or what about this? Or have we tried this? And it just has created a real opportunity in order to uh, see how minds have been opened. And, and our goal was to throw great ideas and, and, and great technologies in front of farmers and say, this is how we think these could all work together for your bottom line, for soil health and those kind of things. But really, this is a collaborative effort. What do you see out of this? How do you see this applying to your farm? And that magic is happening. Mm -hmm. So that makes it all worth it because, as uh, Kim will attest to you, it is a lot of work to pull off this event, along with uh, the rest of our team that has uh, a definite big, huge part in making this happen. So it's fun, and uh, we made it work, and we're excited about that. It is. It's so, it's good kind of work. It's uh, yeah. rewarding for certain. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting to see the people working together. And really, I think exploration was a, a key this, this year, that people were really, um, as you said, thinking seriously about the things that they could do. And, mm-hmm. you know, coming from that training background, I know that the best training that you take advantage of is the one where you, after you leave the training, you implement or talk about or report out what you learned and what you're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. Because then that makes it stick. And that kind of leads right into our first, our keynote speaker, Mm -hmm. Holly Green. And Holly, we've had her on the podcast mm-hmm. um, in the past, but you know she focuses on how our brains work. She's not in the ag space, but what she talks about is so applicable to the things that we have going on in agriculture as we start to rethink how we're doing. We're not starting to. We are rethinking how we're doing things. She, uh, she really opened our minds. The whole purpose of why I wanted her to speak to us first was so that we could know how to respond to new information that we're getting. And that was the main thing was, I, I, I thought was, we have her to really help people hear everybody else. 
Well, the reality is uh, she did such a good job. Uh, yes. I have gotten as many feedback comments about Holly as anybody else. They just thoroughly enjoyed what she had to say about how to think and those kind of things. So if you didn't attend the conference, you need to get online uh, at aggiemerge.com and, and get signed up and, and listen to her keynote presentation because it's amazing. Uh, she, she really helped people uh, think differently, and uh, I constantly have people are there talking to me all the time about thunking. So yes. you know that One at least the word, the word has stuck at least. So, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's, our, our mind wants to think the same thoughts it's always thought because that's easy. It's easy street. And being aware of those things and being uh, being aware of what we do when we interpret new information is critical. Mm-hmm. So that was her main message, and a lot of people are putting that putting that together. So yeah, that was that was exciting, and it mm-hmm. really did set the stage. And and again, as you said, as much as folks continued to talk about it, not just mm-hmm. throughout the week but beyond, has been great. Yeah, and, and one of the things I really want to do on on today's episode, if we can, is we'll focus on, you know, we we kind of we interviewed people ahead of time, we saw them at the conference. But um, I want to, you know, share as much as I can with you, Kim, what I've heard from the field or, or various people on what kind of impact each individual had. You know, maybe what are some stories that, that each person have. And, you know, the next person up, I think, was Dwayne Beck. Yes. You know, he opened us up. And I think one of the best compliments came from Dwayne himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was, uh, and I think he told you about what he thought of the conference. Mm-hmm. You yeah. mind sharing that? Yeah. He just shared that, you know, I think he liked the engagement, the way that we have the conference laid out, um, that we hit with those 17 minute openers and, and really let people get a feel for everything that's going to happen during the week. And one of the things that I see, uh, that I think we talked about was your connectivity with the speakers. Mm-hmm. So we're not just like, 500 people in a room hearing a speaker, and then that's the end of the engagement. It's really the opportunity to have those one-on-one conversations, and I appreciated how Dwayne was in the room mm-hmm. all the time and, and engaging all the folks in there. And I, I was thrilled that, with the exception of Holly and Zach, everybody else was able to be there the entire time. The other ones had previous conflicts, and, and we knew that and those kind of things going into sure. it. But it was just great how everybody could collaborate together. But no, Dwayne's definitely a big picture thinker, and um, you wanted me to point out a little bit some of his recommended reading list, and we can probably put this in the show notes, too. We will, yeah. But uh, Plowman's Folly by Faulkner, that, that's definitely uh, a long time if you've been in the no-till uh, space and you, you need to read that. Um, very, very key. Conquest of the Land by Loudermilk, uh, The Worst Hard Time by Egan, and Dirt by Dr. David Montgomery. So... And Dr. Montgomery, when we when we started our company and we had customer events, he was actually our very first speaker at our very first conference. Um, I think that was five or six years ago now. Yes. And um, really set the stage for, for what's going on. And the funny part was is we were the first ag group that he had spoken to. Interesting. And, and now he's the cool kid for to have it all the ag groups, and yes. uh, it's kind of funny. So that's one of the things we hope to do with Ag Emerge is get people who have great ideas that are maybe outside of the ag space get recognized and, and get out there. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway. that, when I uh, first came to uh, Ag Solutions, that was the first book you had me read. 
Um, and I read I'm it. I mean, I make people read books. <laughs> well, not only did I read it, but I got it on Audible too, because I had to listen to it again as well, because there's a lot of content in there. And that speaks back to what Dwayne was talking about. You know, you asked Dwayne to talk about what the moonshot was, where, where are we going? And he said, you know, that's not really... The question first that we need to ask is, where have we been? How do we get here? Mm-hmm. And uh, that dirt book speaks to that directly. Sure. So it's pretty pretty exciting. You bet. Um, then we had kind of a group of speakers in the soil health category, uh, which mm-hmm. is obviously a, a huge interest of ours. Keith Burns with Green Cover Seed uh, talked about carbonomics and, and his uh, understanding the underground economy. And, and this is a good underground economy instead mm-hmm. of an <laughs> illegal underground economy. Um, but Keith also had the opportunity uh, after the event. Uh, he talked to a lot of people, made a lot of suggestions. He was able to tour and see what we're doing. Um, people who have permanent crops, uh, you know, a lot of ideas emerged out of that. Can we put in perennial mm-hmm. covers on almonds on maybe every other row, harvest them with a uh, pistachio shaker and put all the nuts into one row? you know, saving sweeping passes, which would save dust emissions, and then also would leave that permanent uh, perennial crop out there for, you know, constant mm-hmm. sunlight beneficial activity and any other stacked enterprise kind of things. Yes. So whether it be, um, you know, vegetables with uh, <laughs> Rob and his uh, grazing <laughs> vegans or, um, you know, uh, stacked enterprise with rabbits or poultry or mm-hmm. sheep or some things like that. So a lot of good ideas have come out of there. Uh, also spoke to Tom Cotter a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he certainly enjoyed it. He got a lot of ideas, and he was just excited to see that other areas of the country are, are doing things that are challenging the status quo, mm-hmm. you know, versus just, you know, sometimes you can feel like you're on a little island wonder if there's anybody else out there. So yes. it was really, really good for him. Dr. Mulvaney, have you had a chance to visit with him uh, during or after the uh, event? We've corresponded back and forth just via email, but, uh, you know, we were talking about the value of uh, the discussions that went on at the event, and and so I think it was uh, rewarding for him as well as, of course, uh, we benefited greatly from his, uh, his knowledge. And we're really pushed to put high rates of fertilizer on high-value crops. Mm-hmm. More is better. More is better. You can't risk to have that. So I did get a lot of feedback from people talking about, well, yeah, maybe there is a negative to having too much out there other than just the economics of it. Maybe there is a negative to soil health. So mm-hmm. that well, was I interesting think, to see. Yeah, I think uh, one of his summary lines that I uh, made sure to note was uh, that the soil determines the fertilizer end that's needed, not the yield goal. And so just kind of flipping that thinking. and Right, right. I've had a few conversations with Matt Foes, too, mm-hmm. uh, since okay. since I've been back. And he's looking at, hey, how can I put these nutrients out with maybe a strip freshener type and not do as aggressive of a tillage or or change these things up uh, a little bit to where maybe we just put in with a no-till shank. Um, I've talked to him about us doing a, you know, Yetter-style uh, magnum colder where we just deep band mm-hmm. with a single-disc opener and that's it. You can't even tell that you've run it in the field. So, again, a lot of these things were encouraged because you know i think about matt and his operation what he talked about he's gone kind of from full tillage to strip tillage now he's looking at going as far to no tillage as weather and and management allows Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you know he's he again a little bit of an island 
in his area because sure. uh, where he's at, if you don't till, you, you can't get any yield. You know, that's the, that's the thought. So sure. it's interesting to see uh, that coming along. That's exciting. And, and again, even just to have with the presenters, to have them together uh, talking to each other, mm-hmm. because several of the presenters are uh, farmers. And, and so them recognizing that, hey, I'm, I'm not an island, even though I might be in my geographic area, there's folks out here doing what I'm doing. So, and a lot of what those changes that they're making, it kind of leads right into how technology and data and all these kind of things are going to play into uh, moving this uh, along. Mm-hmm. You know, Eric McSherry there from Planet, he he gave us tremendous compliments. He thought it was one of the best best conferences <laughs> that he'd been to, especially because he was able to interact with farmers. Yes. You know, uh, so many of the tech conferences that, that he goes to are so related just other venture capitalists and other technology form, firms all trying to imagine what the farmer needs but they were there hearing from farmers mm-hmm. and, and that is valuable for them uh, so that they create better products for us you know that's mm-hmm. that's the exciting part about that isn't that funny i i remember sitting in a meeting when Aggie Merge was born. That was one of your biggest visions, I think, was really just bringing those folks together with actual farmers. Because you've said, you know, people are producing products looking for a problem, you know, and that's not, not what we need to be doing. Yeah. If anything, I say I've, I've, that's one part of the conference that I'm not 100% happy with yet. And, um, you know, I, a lot of people are producing a product looking for a problem. I think we found a problem and, <laughs> and created the product. But how do we connect with those people that don't understand that they have that problem? Mm-hmm. So we do want to have more of those technology-based firms that are relevant and that are cutting edge and those kind of things. And it just it requires some more connections and, and those kind of things in that space, which we just don't we have numerous connections in the soil health space, mm-hmm. so it's just natural mm-hmm. we can, you know, I've been to Dwayne's Research Farm, and, you know, I've known Tom for a long time. So it's just easy to get those kind of people because that's sure. our area. Sure. But we know that technology plays a huge part of the future, so mm-hmm. we need to get better connected. And I think Aaron and, and Danny with uh, Ag Tech Insights uh, is definitely a positive step, uh, looking to work with them and maybe another couple groups to where that whole ag tech showcase will be um, sponsored and uh, facilitated by those people who have those connections within that sphere. So I think, um, you know, just like anything that you do as a farmer or, or a business person, if you see something that, that you don't like or unhappy with, you figure out, okay, how do we tweak it? How do we do it a little bit different? And we can, we certainly want to take the time and and say, hey, it was great that everybody could be there and those kind of things, but we also got to take a look at things that we're doing that could be better, whether it's on the farm or or here at this conference. And that's one of those things we're definitely going to improve on because there's still a role for it, Mm -hmm. but we just haven't hit the sweet spot of it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, absolutely. But everything else I'm I'm, I'm pleased with uh, (laughs) it can be. So don't don't hear me that, but those who know me, I'm always looking for making a little better improvements all the time. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's exciting, though, and again, that goes back to the yeah. whole just keeping it, keeping it fresh, but uh, mm-hmm. keeping it very real uh, and making it impactful for the attendees. So, yeah, Eric was there with Planet, Eric McSherry, and then 
Of course, we had David Williams there. Mm -hmm. And tell me about the discussions that you had with folks about that. You know, I haven't had a whole lot of discussions about energy and what that means for the future. I, I think that's out there, but I don't know how much of a hot button that is for people just yet. Okay. But I had some great discussions with David and talking about how this is all going to impact agriculture and those kind of things. I just, it's one of those things that it's a, it's a problem to come. We just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, it's one of those kind of uh, trend topics to be on uh, something related to energy uh, with, because we are in the energy business. So, you know, we're, we're right. taking solar energy and converting it to food instead of taking solar energy and converting it to electricity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, we're in the business of making that uh, energy transfer as efficient as possible. And so I think that that definitely has um, future implications there. Mm-hmm. Aaron and blockchain, uh, been a lot of discussion on how that could work in the various food industries, you know, other than just in Romaine and those. So guys are aware of that. They appreciated that. So I, I think those were certainly some some key points there. And then, of course, we got the, the, the kind of the, the capstone on all this, that bringing what, everything that we're doing today on our farm, how does that affect us? on our human health, mm-hmm. right? And yes. Zach Bush knocked it out of the park. We got probably the most, next to Holly, the most uh, discussion around Zach Bush's presentations. Yes. So what have you what have you heard and seen and, and on people, Kim? Well, mostly what I've seen is that everybody was shuffling to get in to hear what he had to say after he did his 17-minute introduction. And what's exciting about just sort of the general consensus of it, you know, a lot of times I think folks are hesitant to talk a lot about that human health, soil health connection because they're like, you know, what these things that we're doing, are they affecting our health? But what I found is that people want to know. The attendees, the farmers there, they want to know and understand because they're eating and living Mm -hmm. as well. And they're facing these things as well. And Mm -hmm. they're fascinated with, uh, Zach is not a, you're doing this wrong kind of thing. He's like, how can we discover what we need to do, how Mm -hmm. we need to do it? And he's excited about working with farmers to solve those problems. Right. And, and he's invested the time, too. He's not just somebody out there saying, this is wrong and this is wrong. You know, that's not his take at all. He's on farms, understanding what they're experiencing, why things are happening the way that they are, and then finding solutions. And I think yeah. that was refreshing to people, and so they were eager to hear that message. So I try to, you know, take a, a good survey of everything that's going on in ag with trends and those kind of things. And, and typically, conventional agriculture is pretty beat up these days uh, by, you know, Food Babe or all those kind of people who anybody that has a a social media account has an opinion and they want to share it. So what I really appreciated about Zach is his approach when he was talking to us as farmers of here's the problem, you know, with birth, uh, you know, fertility rates and cancers and autism and all these, you know, chronic conditions, Mm -hmm. you know, and here's what's happened. And here's some of the research that links, you know, various things with, you know, GMO and glyphosate and, you know, neonics and all these kind of things that are going on out there. Here's solid information that's happening, you know, and could there be a correlation here? And the reality is, is that farmers want to do the right thing. Absolutely. Uh, Farmers always want to do the right thing. And I think when they're presented with information that shows there is unintended consequences of the things that they're doing, they are prompted to make a change. 
Absolutely. And if they can make a change and make it profitably, which is our job to help them make that change so away from these kind of things, so, so better agronomic understandings mm-hmm. and in-field application of how do I get rid of glyphosate? You know, how do I grow a crop without uh, GMO? Well, mm-hmm. we, we did it 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we can probably mm-hmm. do it again, and we can probably do it profitably too, you know. So there's ways that we can, we can help people do that. But I, I just so appreciated how Zach and you said in your words was your, he didn't say that you're the problem. He really helped us understand that we are the problem, the, well, the food production system. Right. Okay. So you don't know you need to make a change until you know you have a problem, right? Mm-hmm. So by pointing that out to us, I think it was really motivating uh, in a way to take action versus be insulted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so much that's coming at farmers today is you're doing this wrong, and you know you're you're trying to kill us, and you're raping the earth, and you know, you're bad, 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 mm-hmm. meat's killing us, and all, all these kind of themes. And after a while, farmers, we just, enough, we just tune it out. We right. don't we don't want to just leave us alone. We'll we pro- just want to provide for our family and the next generation and mm-hmm. do what we think's right. Mm-hmm. The nice part about Zach was is he uh, just really got to us on our level and pointed out those things that we need to do. And you definitely have to take the time to, um, you know, listen to a 17-minute um, thing, which that's free on agemerge.com. And then it is worth the subscription for the one hour for sure to, to listen to his one-hour breakout. It, it just blows your mind on, mm-hmm. on what we need to do and mm-hmm. how we need to uh, basically go back to farming like it's 1995, right? Right, right. So we don't have to go back to the Stone Ages. And the other thing he pretty clearly said is organic's not the answer. You know, today, organic has gotten to the point where organic is simply different inputs for a conventional farming system. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we're still using, he's saying, instead of organic, look at the regenerative um, style of farming where we have less dependence on inputs, less dependence on tillage, Mm -hmm. you know, more dependence on modern energy, cover crops and and livestock and those kind of things. So uh, just, just farming like we did, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it don't have to be farming like 100 to 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it was still modern age of farming then, right? Right, right. So it's just a lot of the stuff that we've done recently is, has caused some issues, and that's what he encouraged us to do. And I think it really opens up your mind to, to thinking differently that, you know, what I'm doing has profound effects on people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just raising some corn to go to the ethanol plant or some almonds to ship to China, it's right. we're affecting people's lives. Yes. And so I, I really, really appreciated that. Yeah, it was great. It was well-received and so important to folks that they wanted to make sure, many were traveling with their families and they wanted to make sure they all heard his one hour. So yeah. that was exciting. I will also add that uh, that will be up. We're processing the videos now. So Zach isn't up yet, but it will be. That's all great. And I'm glad that all those things are going to be available on agemerge.com so people can uh, get a refresher too. So, I mean, if you were at the conference, you get to log in and, and check those things out. Um, but, uh, one of the things that we really could use your help on, and I'm going to ask for help from you. So this can't be just, act, this can't be passive listening and it needs to be active listening now. And I, I need your help. 
I'm sure you've ran across people, and I've had a few of you email me suggestions for good mind-opening, mind-blowing speakers, and I appreciate that. We've reached out to them, and we've got a huge list for next year that I was making as we were sitting there, people I thought of, and, and afterwards we've got about, I think, 30, 40 names on our hit list for next year. And uh, But anybody that you have there, yes. let us know. Um, you can certainly uh, send an email uh, or call or, or those kind of things. Uh, we'll, we'll put an email link in the bottom of it. But, Kim, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you under the bus right here. I'm going to give them your email. No, that's great. Go Send right it ahead. to Kim at ASN.farm. It's pretty simple. Kim yeah. at ASN.farm if you got suggestions on uh, speakers or topics for next year. I know one of the things that we really tried to focus on this year was water. Yes. And we'd, we'd reached out to two or three people and just couldn't get uh, anything in regards to um, speakers in regards to water. So I was uh, really hoping to be able to do that this year, but we'll certainly try to get on there in order to know next year um, something on the water, both looking at the, the multiple stages of water and mm-hmm. how we can do better at uh, not having single-use water. Mm-hmm. I think that's a real key for green, blue, gray, black water mm-hmm. uh, segregation. So especially yeah. with green water. Well, there's also going to be some other things, I think, that we're going to look into agroforestry, permaculture, and, and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing that with orchards. Why don't we take full advantage of it? Sure. Uh, so there'll be some things there. Uh, I'm exploring that myself, so it's it's pushing my, my thinking. So uh-huh. I need to get there. Um, but well, we got to keep it fresh for you guys, too. That's you know, how right. Do we, how do we grow... The main thing is how do we grow more than one crop per field per year? Right. I mean, let's be resourceful people. How can we get, you know, two crops, three crops, five crops per year? Because the more that we can improve diversity, the more we improve resilience. So we improve, it's just like diversifying your portfolio, you know, in your investment portfolio, it's the same thing. You're diversifying your, your crop mix on an acre. Mm-hmm. You know, why are we harvesting just one crop per year? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we doing multi-species harvesting? You know, that's some of the things um, well, you wanted to talk about, what I've been up to here in a little bit. But, um, you know, why, are we, why don't we start looking at stacking enterprises, you know, getting more than one revenue stream per acre per year? Mm-hmm. So we're going to uh, dive into that. I certainly want to have uh, artificial intelligence on the on the board for next year and other things, you know, automation, robotics. We're, we've got some other people are going to be there next year for that. So I, I'm pretty excited about that. Well, aren't those really the things, you know, when you talk about automation, that's really uh, one of the secret ingredients, isn't it, to getting us back to how we did things in 1995, but mm-hmm. with that better technology and automation that allows us to do some of those things. Yeah. And I had a, a fun conversation the other day with my neighbor. Uh, it works for the the local equipment manufacturing company here. I can't share his name or that company's name, uh, you know, just so I don't get him in trouble or anything. But he said he was down in Arkansas running a new class 10 combine in wheat, or at wheat, excuse me, rice, just to see what it'd do and those kind of things. And I said, you know, you realize you may have just designed the last biggest machine. Mm-hmm. He says, I know, but, you know, the farmer said, you know, after he saw it run, he says, yeah, I want two of those, you know. But today, that's the mindset, right? The mindset mm-hmm. of I got to maximize my operator's time, which may be myself mm-hmm. or an employee. 
I don't have employee resources. They co- you know, cost more and more all the time, so I need to have a bigger, big machine to make the one person more efficient. Mm-hmm. But the future in automation is really looking to go to smaller. Smaller, yeah. And, and you know, where one person's able to run two, four, 40, 50 machines mm-hmm. via a mm-hmm. remote, you know, control board. Yes. So. And those are the things that we, we want to explore as we uh, look at Aggie Merge. So, yeah, that's no, exciting. We really need your help. Um, you know, with speaker suggestions or topic suggestions that you have for next year. Um, and the third thing we really need your help on is uh, Q&A. Uh, something I think uh, Kim and I would like to do down the road is just have kind of a Q&A Aggie Merge podcast mm-hmm. where you submit a question and uh, we provide answers. Uh, it'd be kind of a fun thing where we can we can do that. Now, we're not up to the, the speed of live interaction, okay, mm-hmm. because of it's hard to coordinate times and with everybody that's so busy. But if you can submit those two uh, things for the podcast, that would be, that would be excellent as that, we yeah. uh, try to throw in a little variety from time to time. I wish I had my email loaded in front of me here. I could see if you all were blowing up my email yet. Well, so probably, This is live on tape. Oh, right? yes, so, I forgot. Uh, I, I have time. When, when you hit the button here next uh, <laughs> Tuesday uh, for it to go out, you can be sitting there watching for your email to explode. There so you go. I'll do be... me a favor, folks. Pull over to the side of the road or do what I do, just to keep driving and send an email <laughs> yeah. Did oh, yeah, you Holly learn anything us, from I know, Holly? I, I didn't um, learn a thing at Aggie Merge. That's terrible. Mm, mm. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. But, but no, you wanted to talk a little bit about where I've been uh, since Aggie Merge. Yes. You know, got back and, and like everybody else, we're just kind of recovering and, and getting caught up from things in the, in the holiday season and year-end activities and stuff like that. I had a chance last week to go up to Grassworks, mm-hmm. which is a grazing conference for the upper Midwest, mainly focused on Wisconsin. Uh, they even led us across the border coming up from Illinois. <laughs> uh, but I uh, got to meet Dr. Fred Provenza there. Um, super nice guy. We extended an invitation to him. I'm not sure it's going to work in his schedule, but uh, a really neat guy. And he's he was talking about the connections between um, how an animal knows what it needs to eat mm-hmm. and yet how we don't know what we need to eat because our social norms and our marketing and advertising that we listen to has clouded our ability to hear our body tell us what we need. Interesting. So um, he started off as an animal uh, scientist at Utah State University and did a lot of work where he'd feed uh, sheep just straw. But then immediately after ate the straw, he would give them um, mineral solution. So they'd get the nutrients for the satiety that they, they needed mm. or the nutrition that they mm-hmm. needed. So he'd he'd feed one group uh, coconut-flavored straw. Yeah, I hmm. didn't know you could do such a thing, but, sure. you know. And, Everything uh, could be coconut-flavored. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then the other one was, uh, I think, maple-flavored straw. So they put this flavoring on it. So they had four sheep and four sheep. And uh, one group, after the coconut-flavored straw, they would give them the uh, nutrients uh, via you know, throat tube. Mm. And then after the maple flavored straw, they wouldn't give them anything. Mm. And then they did the opposite for the other group. So then after they did this for a period of time, a week, 10 days, they would put the, the straw in front of them and they would automatically select for the one that they thought gave them the nutrients. So the, the four would go for the coconut and the other four would go for the maple flavored straw. It's the same straw. There's no nutrient value in this straw, but just because of that, 
their body learned that this is what satisfies me. Interesting. That's what they did. So that was kind of early on in his research. And uh, there's some fun videos that he, he shared with us and, and those <laughs> kind of things. So at minimum, if we can't get Fred to uh, join us in Monterey because of his schedule, we'll certainly get him on the podcast someday. But it was a yes. truly fascinating uh, thing. And he's gone from there and he's expanded. Uh, he reminded me a lot of Dr. Al. He's mm. expanded uh, to many, many other things, including human nutrition and mm-hmm. and uh, how how society functions and, and its relationship to food. So mm-hmm. fascinating. It is. It is fascinating. In fact, while you were up there with him and I was talking on the podcast with Walt Lynn a couple weeks ago, same conversation. He said, you know, you need to read this book by Dr. Fred Provenza. So get his book. Sounds like there's a lot of great learning there. But you were up at that conference and a lot of different things going on. Yeah, a great time uh, with our livestock team, just talking about what we're doing, how we're integrating livestock back on the land. You know, I had calls from a few customers while there. How do we, how do we do this? I'm thinking about putting this animal in an almond orchard, or I'm thinking about uh, grazing my heifer mm-hmm. uh, or my heifer calves, or I'm thinking about uh, my dry cows. How could I graze them instead of harvest for them, and those kind of things. We we put together some ideas on you know, sending some of our livestock team to other locations just to train people at other locations on how we do this. So that was a stretch for us. Okay, well, how would we how would we do that? What would that look like? What would the cost be and those kind of things? So it's interesting, all the the conversations that's been sparked mm-hmm. uh, by Ag Emerge. I mean, it really does generate a lot of thinking. And that's back to what Holly said. She said, you know, every day, take three minutes just three minutes to stop and rethink something that you've always done the way you've always done it. And, um, and that starts that change in that neuro pathway that we have, you know, embedded in our brain and helps us to get to thinking about different things. And then when you start talking with other people about it, it just expands it exponentially. And that's, that's really, you know, what Aggie Merge is designed to do. And, and as you're doing, you're learning and traveling around um, what you're trying to pick up too. So it's exciting. Yeah. We, we um, really been looking at uh, some things at the crop farm too, on, on how we, how we do things to make us set up for the, um, I alluded to it earlier, the stacked enterprise model. Um, we've got uh, a continued testing this year on wheat uh, that's planted in rye that's planted in the ground for seed mm-hmm. and come back to plant soybeans within it uh, and harvest the wheat for seed and let the soybeans grow and harvest them. Uh, one of the troubles we ran into last year is the harvesting technology wasn't up to, to speed and it was mm-hmm. too tight and those kind of things. So we weren't always, we would clip the tops of the soybeans, which stunted the growth mm-hmm. of the soybeans, impacted yield negatively. But then at the same time, if uh, GPS wandered or we weren't planting exactly perfect because the tight tolerances, we weren't harvesting all the wheat. Mm. So then when you come through to harvest the soybeans, you mm-hmm. get a little bit of wheat seed sure. in with the soybeans. So it's like, uh-oh, now what do you do? Right. Uh, but I'd been looking at an air cleaner for a long period of time, and not a rotary screen cleaner, but uh, basically it's an air cleaner that separates product by density okay. and, and shape. So... Uh, we're currently building out a, a mo- little mobile unit um, where we put this air cleaner on a wagon gear and we can have multiple augers feeding it and going out of it to where we can separate out soybeans 
that are, you know, regular grade soybeans. We can have maybe shrinks and dink soybean that we partition off for feed to, Hmm. you know, go to another enterprise unit. And then wheat that was still out in the field, we can separate the wheat stream off and then we can separate the wheat stream into both full-size wheat kernels or diseased wheat kernels because they were out in the field for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So if they're shrivels or diseased kernels, Mm -hmm. but we can separate a crop flow into five different streams. So we can, now we can look at growing uh, high diversity crops, not just cover crops, but where you grow companion crops together, harvested simultaneously, Mm -hmm. then divide the stream out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the things Gabe Brown talks about a lot is his number one most profitable crop that he grows is hairy vetch triticale together because they support each other. Hairy vetch Mm -hmm. provides nitrogen, triticale, and typically what he's done is he will plant that back as a mixture or feed the mixture, you know. But, you know, this air separator would allow us to do even more where we could separate the hairy vetch and the triticale into two different streams, sell them as individual seeds, Mm -hmm. or, you know, make your own custom blend for feeding of, you know, non-ruminant animals. Um, So... You know, there's those kind of things. Uh, we're going to even more precision on the planter this year to where we'll have a V-Apply HD on all three products that we're applying. So we'll have it for the Power to Grow products in furrow. We'll have it for what we're doing with uh, Power to Grow products and in, in, uh, conventional P&K in the FurrowJet wings. And we'll also have it for the uh, zero, by, 0 by 3 by 2 uh, so surface supplied and uh, also for conceal uh, where we're putting on our nitrogen, potassium, sulfur on with the planter there at the same time. So all those will be row by row, you know, variable control. And we're putting that on the side dress this year too. So rather than relying on variable rate orifice sizes, we're investing to be able to take the nitrogen controllers off the planter when we're done planting, okay. Okay. put it on the side dress bar, and use them there again in order to have that precision as we're going through the field. Because when you speed up and slow down so quickly, like you do in a sprayer, and it's really hard to get consistency of application throughout mm-hmm. the field. Because mm-hmm. you have to, it takes a long time to ramp up that and wrap it down. So gotcha. anyway, there's some, those things that we're doing. And so, yeah, the Groundhog Day, you know, Puxitani Phil, he saw his shadow, so spring's going to be early. So we pulled the planter out and made everybody nervous that we we're going to go plant. Yes. That's the kind of stuff that we look at uh, with Ag Emerge when we're talking with folks and, and things that we want to be able to uh, bring to the table and ask questions about and say, what do you think about this? And, you know, you're asking questions all the time about those kind of things. You know, we also want to take a minute to announce the dates for our Ag Emerge now, event. Here, now we have one thing though that Kim that I'm I'm embarrassed by. We're we're encourage people to change, right? You know, yes. and, and do things differently and do things better. And we got one problem though. Uh huh. Well, we're, it's not really a problem. I I I am. Um, <laughs> I think I know where you're going. We're with having this. it at the same place. Yeah. I, you know, in Monterey. 
Well, I feel at, like it's at, at that the thing, plaza. It's location, our, it's our home away from home. Location, location. Yeah, we have rave reviews about the location and the food. So I think if we if we went away from there, people would be upset. Mm-hmm. So well, it, it's a great place to get away. It's just a nice spot. They do things very well there, so it makes it exciting and it it sets a stage for some pretty exciting learning. So the other thing that's fun next year is the calendar shifts up a little bit. And uh, typically, mm-hmm. we've uh, overlapped with the National No-Till Conference. And because the shift in the calendar uh, this year, the leap year and those kind of things, we're actually going to be a week ahead. Yes. So uh, it's pretty fun. Get your pencils out. Get your phones out. Get your calendar app out. Hit the plus sign. Add an event. Here you go. Drum roll. January 5th through 7th, uh, Tuesday through Thursday. First Tuesday through Thursday in January is going to be the dates next year for Ag Emerge. So we're really looking forward to it. Buckle up and be ready because uh, the the talent that we've uh, reached out to, I think, is going to make next year even gooder. Yes. I'm sorry. More gooder gooder, is is good. So I just want to encourage folks to stay tuned to what we're up to, that we're always looking for better ways. We encourage you to reach out to us. If you've got an idea or a speaker or, as Monty said, any kind of Q&A where you've got questions, we'd love to find out solutions for. So that's something that um, we really want to build here is that community and the support for um, being able to solve these problems because, you know, it's an exciting time in agriculture, honestly. That's probably one of my biggest takeaways from Aggie Merges. I saw people excited, enthusiastic, and ready to evaluate what they could do. And and if you haven't listened to the panel discussion, uh, you'll hear some of that enthusiasm and excitement as some growers were discussing it. So, you know, there's a lot of people out here doing soil health, regenerative ag practices, and it's not a silver bullet. And it requires a system that has a lot of different spokes. We beat through a few of those things, and, and we're not saying we're experts, but we, we love to come alongside you and and help you to to find those solutions. Thanks for listening today, Monty. It's been good to visit, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you all, and I'll look forward to my email uh, inbox blowing up with you all uh, communicating with us. All right. Thank you, Kim.